you know, it, um, in uh, um, in uh, WTF Mansions today, uh, we have uh, we have uh, a guest with us um, all the way from uh, the United States of America, um, and it's uh, it's uh, it's Hunter Hunter Campbell. Now I'm never quite sure when I read this whether it's Hunter Campbell Royal, in which case that's very Game of Thrones. Or it's Hunter Campbell Royale, in which it's more kind of drag race. It, it actually is royal. Um, we traced the name back to... That um, actually, apparently, there was, like, F Normandy French origins to the name. But, of course, it, the, the E on the end got dropped off, and it just became royal. So, Ah, excellent. Yeah, yeah, very classy name. I wondered whether it was like a whether it was like, you know, your partner and you just like strung your names together, but that is genuinely your, your family name, is it? Yes. Yes. Sweet. Yeah. I mean, we just got like Allsford when I, and I tracked that down once and I think they were like a family of like sheep rustlers and, 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 you know, most of them were hung. Um, and I don't know, the, the O'Donnells sound like, you know. Well, the O'Donnells, um, they, they were, um, like, a you know, like a royal, uh, uh, a royal, uh, uh, family in, um, in Ireland, oh, right. but they were like, um, they were uh, 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 like massively defeated in battle, <laughs> and that they left. Yeah, <laughs> they left, and then they went to to France as part of the. Um, someone told me once um, something something of the earls, but lots of uh, like uh, um, Irish okay. royalty left. And, um, and my wife and I always have a like a joke with this because like she's Japanese and and uh, like her. Her family are also like ancient like losers. <laughs> <laughs> well, it it's funny that you say that because on my mother's side, um, I the my mother's family family name is Byrne, which is one mm. of the Scottish mm. families of the Campbell clan. <laughs> and uh, as I you know looking into that, and I found out, oh they they're they're they made the majority one of the. You know, clans that made the majority of the Scotch-Irish immigration into into America, and it turns out that's because they were one of the two Highland clans that <laughs> sided with England during all the wars against Scotland. So uh, afterwards, they weren't very welcome in Scotland anymore. So, I mean, it's really it's funny, isn't it? I mean, it's 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 there is a kind of a, a philosophical theme here. Um, just the things we hang our identities on. Um, and people used to put a great deal of store in their names. I mean, a lot of people don't so much these days. Um, but I know a lot of, I have a number of American friends, uh, and they're quite proud of the fact, if, if they can do it at all, um, they're quite proud of being able to point to Scottish or Irish heritage. I mean, St. Patrick's Day seems to be a bigger thing in America than it is in, in, in Ireland. Um, and if you've got, you know, if you've got Campbell in your name, or you've got, you know, Duncan in your name, or you've got anything kind of vaguely, vaguely Celtic, that's a kind of a big thing. And the idea of, of identifying yourself, it's odd, isn't it? Because identifying yourself with a race or a nationality can, be, can come across as really quite nationalistic. Um, and we know where that takes us if we're not very, very, very careful. I and mean, we're living in the midst of that, certainly in the UK at the moment. Um, that there's kind of, you know, ridiculous uh, and, and, and you know, poorly understood notions, of, uh, notions of, of, of nationality and race and so on. Um, but on the other hand, you know, place and roots and family and, and, and location are kind of important. You know, I like my home. You know, my family are very important to me. Where I grew up was very important to me. Um, and I, just, I sometimes wonder where the kind of the balance is. Um, 
uh, you know, where, where, you know, if you put, you know, you, you want to kind of be true to, it and you say, yeah, I, I, you know, I, I, you know, I dig where I come from. I dig my roots. Dig my roots. See what I did there? Yeah. Um, you know, and I'm really kind of keen on, 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 you know, on, 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 you know, I grew up in Jersey in the Channel Islands, that kind of island thing. I take pride in that. Um, but I don't want to, you know, but I don't want to take so much pride in it that I don't want anybody else to come to the island. And I don't take so much pride in it that everybody else is just shit and less than me. Um, so, I mean, you got any, yeah. any, any thoughts I, I, on I, I, that on kind of uh, national identity? I mean, is it mm. always a bad thing, do you think? I, I don't think it is. And, and I know that in the States, at least, it comes from the fact that everyone in the States comes from some, from a, a diaspora of other countries. Mm. So, like, even, even the indigenous people, because of, unfortunately, what the... Uh, the U.S. government has done to them over the centuries, like they, like ninety percent of them are displaced from their ancestral lands, their ancestral homes, even the reservations that they're on. Like a lot of them, really aren't even in the same area that the, these clans, these tribes came from. So having that kind of, like holding on to that identity, gives us some kind of anchorage into like who we are and where we came from. Mm. So it becomes a little bit more important for us in that respect. I do agree that like it, we take it way farther than we should, um, to the point that like you know, there there we ha I have heard stories of people going to Ireland and then um, ending it up on the wrong side of a bar fight because they wanted to insist that they're Irish or Scottish and the, and the, the, the Irish and the Scots are like, yeah, no, hold on a minute here. <laughs> yeah, nice. I think it's, um, it's, 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 it's to do with like separating this um, absolute idea that you are somehow like uh, physically connected to a land. Mm. You have that and then you have you're part of a culture you know yeah. always, I'm going to bring out the Wittgenstein card easy oh, yeah, well here, yeah, early here <laughs> it's because it's like it's like the, the language itself has, has, has meaning behind it that uh, you're I'm you know I'm, I couldn't be more English I think I'm very very English mm. but I have an Irish name uh, I live in you know I live in um, Oxford I've only lived there a little while but actually I'm from South East London mm. So all these little things, and but we collect it, and it's it, it, and I'm a part of that culture, and my, the heritage I think is that you're linked to that, linked to that, linked to your language and linked to your culture. Yes. It, the the problem the problem comes when you you start saying well there's this kind of real like um, an actual absolute, uh, idea of of a, a nation. Yes. Yes. And um um, and and also you're you're part of a race as well, but that is also kind of could, could, could be broken up and broken mm. down so i think it's great um like um you can be patriotic i think patriotism is all right i think patriotism is good you've got different types of ideas of what it is like um you know i want to think of america when i think of um the positive aspects of patriotism i always think of the positive aspects of all different cultures mm. we can take that with you when I went, when I've um, you know, travelled to different places, and I went to like Japan, people ask me if I'm English, and they they think about the, the you know the, the aspects of English, and they say, oh you're you're you're, you're a gentleman and stuff like that, and if they okay, well I'll, t I'll, I'll take that, <laughs> I'll have that, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, so that's that's the thing. So I think of America, I think of like ideas of um, um, freedom, freedom of speech, mm. this kind of fight for that. Mm. You know, I mean, yeah. Yeah. so taken. 
Yeah, go on. I, I, I do have, um, there's there's an image I'll have to share to the, uh, the Facebook group that I came across recently that actually kind of... Um, it, it, it's a map of the the United States, and it kind of delineates the um, like it, it breaks it down into cultural areas, and like and this is like it's not one hundred percent accurate. Nothing of that sort is, but for the U.S., it, it's remarkably accurate as to like the different cultures that ha have developed just for the United States. Even you know thinking about the the melting pot that we try to um, to bring it up. Um, in particular, the area, it, it made it kind of weird for me because um, my upbringing was kind of spread out. Um, I think the, um, in the, uh, uh, in the way that the, this map breaks it down, I spent the majority of my growing up in the lower Appalachia and Ohio River Valley areas because I grew up in um, Richmond, Virginia, which is the, the state capital, it's center of the state, which kind of is like right, it's on the plateau that butts up right against the, the lower part of the Appalachian Mountains. But then... I know it from I, uh, I know would... it from Fallout 4, I think. Yes, <laughs> yes. Um, it's it's very, it's very close. But you would know, um, you would, if you played Fallout 3, um, you would also recognize the pit, which is Pittsburgh, oh, um, where is the majority of where, uh, of my mother's pretty much the entirety of my mother's family is centered in Pittsburgh. Oh, wow. So I would spend as a child at least one weekend a month during the summers going up there and we'd go up there for Christmas or Thanksgiving every once in a while. Mm. So I'm split between those two cultures and Pittsburgh is its own like isolated culture even within the Ohio River Valley culture. Mm. So it's like this almost little subsect. But then when I was about 12, 13 years old, we moved down to uh, this little county in the middle of nowhere, Matthews County, which is butts up against Gloucester, Virginia. Nice. Um, and um, it is in the Chesapeake Bay area, which then ha not only is a rural community, which is has its own very nice cultural distinctiveness from the city life, um, you know, just in general in America, but then it also has its own... Um, culture which is centered around like a lot of fishermen cra mm. uh, particularly crab and oyster fishing and farming um it is and it's got its own like its own culture within itself so to that end like it always kind of felt weird to me because i you know even though i've kind of adopted this this particular culture area for my own you know i don't it's always been the kind of like niggling feeling in the back of my head that I don't really belong in any one of them because, you know, it's it's like I felt like the only reason I belonged in the Pittsburgh area was because I had so much family. But then after my great grandmother died, it turned out she was kind of like the bedrock holding everybody together. And then this great aunt goes and moves east to the eastern part of the state to stay with her family and... You know, this great uncle decides, well, you know, I'm retired, so I'm just going to sell the bar that I own and go live out and, you know, live out in the Midwest. And then, you know, my grandparents decided they retired. They moved out to California to, li to live near my aunt. And it, all of it just kind of scattered. And then, of course, uh, when I, you know, when I moved down to, you know, from Richmond to 
to the Bay Area, then suddenly all of my friends and my parents' friends and everything that kind of settled, all of that got rearranged. So now I don't really have anything holding me to to Richmond anymore. Right. It is. Yes. I mean, mm. it's, it's, sorry. I mean, it's, it's, it is interesting the, the, the language you're using. It. You know, there are certain things that get cut, certain ties that break, mm. and then it's I'm no longer held here. I mean, I I I can I you know I feel I mean I'm talking about kind of growing up in in Jersey in the in the Channel Islands, a very small island, um, and you know, all my family was there. My mother was there. My sister was there. Um, nieces and nephews and so on. And it was a real community, a school and all that. But bit by bit, people drifted away. And recently, um, just since the pandemic, my mother has decided to move. My sister already moved to Scotland um, because that's where her husband now, that's where her her husband's Scottish. They've moved there. My mother's decided to move up there. So she's closer to family. Um, And now I'm thinking, actually, do I have any ties to this place that was so important to me um, that helped to identify who I am? Um, You know, you said with pride, this is where I came from. Now, well, you know, I know hardly anybody there anymore. I've got no reason to go there anymore because everybody's moved so you know i wonder you know is it to is it to do with the people is it to do with the events or the memories and i think what danny was was saying early on about kind of absolutizing um things i think if you do sit a little loose to these things as, as hunter was saying um that you know you get to a point where you think you know i don't belong here anymore um the, you know the ties that have helped me here are not here and now i re-identify with somewhere else um i think if you can sit a little loose to that and take a little bit with you as you go that's probably fairly safe. I think it's when you, as, as you say, when you absolutize a place to abstraction, mm. um, when you start to think of it not necessarily not as a place where you you live, not as a place where you kind of draw um, your identity from, not a place where you have you know uh, enriching memories and experiences, and you uh, but it just becomes a kind of a, a stock definition of this is the standard you know you have to be blonde haired and blue eyed or you have to be x y and z otherwise you know you're not part of this cult. that's when it gets dangerous and you kind of turn you you develop a metaphysic around that and it reminds me a little bit of um let's bring a little philosophy in here i mean you know hegel tends to absolutize culture i mean he talks about he talks about the universal spirit becoming more and more aware of itself um as a kind of a kind of almost like a like a pantheistic godlike thing um, but the universal spirit manifests itself in history, in particular culture. So he was able to say without any shadow of, of doubt in his own mind um, that the pressure of his day was almost the incarnation of the universal spirit at that moment. So the pressure of his day with its art and its thinking, particularly his philosophy um, and, and all its values, that enshrined um, the spirit, the universal spirit, if you like, almost the mind of God as, as that had developed and manifested itself um, in the world right now so you know in a, in a sense pressure became an, almost a kind of messianic entity um such that as far as Hegel was concerned it would be perfectly legitimate um for uh for prussia to go to war uh, with other countries and with other nations to spread the world they had almost a kind of an evangelistic um mandate to say well you know we are we are the spirit of god um as the spirit has stopped at this point there have been previous stopping points previous eastern civilizations and uh, which have now f- collapsed they don't they don't they, they're not important anymore because the spirit has moved on um so you know if we if we wanting to spread the word of 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 you know of, of the spirit um uh, then you can do that through force of arms um which is why to some extent although people often blame nietzsche for, nietzsche for this um hegel in some respects was far more of a philosophical justification for nazi expansionism uh than nietzsche was uh, well to to point out to that that when you when, when you first began with this um, argument about you know Hegel and his ideas with Prussia I mean like that the immediate thing that came to me was the 
um, the U.S. expansionist um, idea of manifest destiny. That's like what kept us pushing west Absolutely. from the. I mean, it, it started with um, our purchase of the Louisiana territory from Napoleon, but then us pushing to the coast. I mean, that would to the the Pacific coast. That was literally the idea that the 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 U.S. Um, ideal that our government, our our culture, our philosophy that was. You know, that was the ideal, and therefore it was our mandate, you know, by by God, by you know, ethical standards, moral standards, however you wanted to put put it, for us to continue expanding and then pushing these people out and forcing them, you know, away from their own culture and in, and forcibly integrating them into ours. Mm. Which I mean, by the morals of today, we think it's you know, morals and ethics of today. Like mm. we think it's it's just. It was a horrible crime for us to have done all this, but at the time, I mean, yeah, it, it like it, it. I think that you know, um, you know, if you displaced Hegel and put him in, um, you know, in, in the U.S. at that time, he probably would have had these same thoughts mm -hmm. about mm -hmm. the the manifest destiny. Yes. Um, but there, there was also a point that was hovering in my mind when you were talking about, um, you know, you know, cutting ties and moving, like as long as you're growing with them. Um, it kind of made me think of it to taught you to go and you know play around with the meanings of words uh, so so we can help um, you know legitimize Danny's uh, love of Wittgenstein Excellent. Here. nice um, uh, mm -hmm. you know because you think about the the I the word of transplants I mean it really it comes from them not just moving a plant from one pot to another or to a larger one in order for it to grow or to like take cuttings of a plant and graft them onto a healthier plant so it can then grow and i think that's what a lot like while there are a great number of people who they are born in an area they grow up in that area and they never leave and they die in that area but there are just as many people who then have to kind of up shop and move to somewhere else because it turns out that the wherever their area that they grew that they were born in is no it doesn't fit who they have grown into and they need mm. to move to a different place in order to continue to grow mm. or in order to grow healthily mm. and i don't think and i think that you know it, it's that's always a bit of grafting because you can't you know a, a pot you a, a potted plant you can just kind of uproot them take all the roots with you and put them somewhere else but a person in their memory and every in all their experiences like there's no there's no way to completely separate that there is all, even someone who decides to completely cut ties with where they came from and who their family is you know for whatever reason mm -hmm. they can't cut all of that out of them they, they can't cut the roots of that out of them mm. They can transplant and move themselves to somewhere else, but there's always a part of them that grows with them, and it's up to them to determine how it grows and whether it grows healthily and what steps they take. Mm. And mm. I think that's every time we move somewhere, we're doing a little bit of that. We're we're going and we're, you know, cutting ourselves off at a certain area, and then we're grafting ourselves onto a mm. new culture, to a new uh, area, and seeing how well we can grow and thrive in that new area.